Good evening, barflies of all ages, friends and family across the multiverse. Now, they call me Ace Trainer Argent, Ace Trainer or Wes Willie, and I welcome you to the bar of the Blurds once again. Now, as you can see, <laughs> we got special guest here. Now, I'm going to kick it over special to the man. Delivery. Now, this is my an <sighs> honor delivery. call this man my friend. One of the original barflies. One of he the might be, original. He might be the first barfly. <laughs> he might be. Oh, I was about to say, well, okay. Keith Small, the second. <laughs> Please, oh my God. talk to the people. <laughs> Introduce yourself, man. I'm Welcome here. to the Blur Bar. We told you you had a seat. <clears throat> we told you many times. Listen, listen, listen. Just happy to be here. I'm Keith Small, the second of the Muvios <laughs> podcast, which... It's a podcast where we talk about people and stuff. Whoa, and stuff. stuff. What? <laughs> stuff. I like, I like that it's a lot of stuff. The, it is a lot of stuff. stuff was like heavy. So apparently the amount of stuff you talk oh my about, goodness. it varies. Um, if you have the opportunity between this podcast and some other free time that you might have uh, between sitting on the toilet and playing Candy Crush, check out the movie as podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brawl Stars. All right. That Josh is the only one that's playing that game. He's the only one. He's the only one keeping the servers alive. Let me know, Barflies. Can't be the only one. You're the reason that the server's still on. They're like, hey, yo, the moment Josh turns his phone off, that's a wrap. We can close it down to turn off the sign. You know, closing time. That's it. You know. Oh, he wants semi sonic on you. Speaking of Josh, Lord of the Shadows, talk to the people, man. Yo, tis I, hailing from the land of Sake, Shinobi, and Samurai. The boy is Godzilla personified. Ain't no other name but this to go by. It's your boy, Jayhawk. How y'all doing? Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Trying. Trying. And not last, but, well, last but not least, right? Yes. That's true. It's the bull. It's him. It's the bull. It's he. You already know who it is. You have a general understanding. It's Big Dan. Big Dan. Rodan. Rodan. Come at you live from the 215, comic book, comics, comic book connoisseur, the Somalia of sci-fi and superheroes. Here to welcome you to another episode of the Blurred Bar, my bar flies. That's right, a.k.a. Big Dan, DJ Coco Melon. Stop. DJ Coco Melon. Spinning all your favorite hits. Can Wheels we s- on the bus. <laughs> can we say that? I can. DJ Coco Melon. <laughs> Well, we're here now. Lords. Well, if we can't, we've Lords. been demonetized. <laughs> I don't I mean, it's just a name. It's just, I, I'm referencing a name. We literally review other stuff here. We that would have been canceled. True. That but, is true. Um, to my daughters, I am DJ Coco Melon <laughs> at all times. Or well, DJ Conticos, but it's mostly DJ Coco Melon. Tell us more about your life, Dan. What's going on, man? We what's gonna, going we on? Talk about Listen, what's going on. I'm what's coming happening? off this high of an engagement party. Yes. Oh. Congratulations. Listen. Thank you. Your boy came out <laughs> sharp. He was smooth. Look smooth. at. Go to the. Stop what you're doing. Go to the Blur Bar on Instagram. Look at this man. All right. I did. Look at him. Yeah. Actually, we need to save that video clip of the uh, the lift that uh, occurred. Another, another. You gotta you gotta follow us on IG to hear all that. Yeah. It was it. You don't want to miss it. I'm telling you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> other Patreon. than that, right next should go on. I was about to say. Oh, um, we gotta talk about that. Sorry. Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> you get some behind the scenes content. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was a very like. Yeah, admin meeting yeah. moment. <laughs> How, however, um, you know, I'm still currently watching uh, the Why the Last Man. I'm keeping mm-hmm. up with that currently. Um, I understand the challenges that adaptations face. 
especially when we've been doing this for such a long time, which doesn't feel that long. It's only been a year, but um, it was 2020 though. <laughs> it was it's like three right. years in one year. And also I feel like yeah. we were reviewing content even before we were like professionally, you know, semi-professionally doing it uh, here. Cause we're doing it now professionally on a professional level. We are mm-hmm. professional. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. professional. Yes. However, um, because of that, the challenge of adaptations, the show seems to have dragged its feet a little bit. It does pick up in episode four. So if you have a three episode rule, my 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 request is just to get to episode four and give it a try. Um, other than that, uh, Star Wars Visions, but we'll, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> that's BNR. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you find wherever that link floats around in this podcast, <laughs> and it'll redirect you over to uh, <laughs> Star that BNR Star Wars Vision. Um, other than that, what do you what you been into, Sterling? Uh, right now, uh, Pokemon Unite just got another patch uh they added in some characters i gotta give credit to you know i don't want to say credit to tencent but like the pokemon unite team because they've been really good about like patching they've been really really fast they've been listening to people's stuff they, they have surveys all the time it's pretty good so hopping back on the, on that game playing uh playing some kids on some cell phones you mm-hmm, know, that's mm-hmm. that's wait, fun wait. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish okay. i'm gonna let you finish all right but who are the new characters the new characters are sylveon Ooh, and that's an interesting choice. Yeah, it's the, it, the, you need you need Eevee. If you got a Pikachu. I mean, you know what I'm saying? right? Yeah, he's um, a fairy type. We don't have a fairy type. No, we Sylveon? got Gardevoir. Gardevoir. Gardevoir, fairy type. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> the second character I'll link below because this kind of hitting right now. So. <laughs> be, be I don't want to be wrong, so I'm gonna link it in the comments oh, below. Yeah, this is your first second one. You, one want, you want the second character? Patreon, baby. Hit the, hit the blur bar. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's going on in your world, Keith? Tell us about the Mugios podcast. What are we doing? Oh, man. So, like, the Mugios podcast, I'm definitely going to be, well, by the time you guys hear this, it's been done and, like, a couple episodes down. But this upcoming one, um, China had announced that they made all cryptocurrency illegal. All of it? All cryptocurrency in China is illegal. So, like, I mean, I haven't seen the residual effects yet, but like, I yeah, it's definitely coming because that's one third of the world's population. So, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Also, the like majority of the world owes them money in some way or shape or form. So that's why. It's like nah, that digital money. Nah, I want that gold <laughs> standard, baby. <laughs> you owe us. Yeah. Like you can't just be like making up money from yeah. computers. I said, run you that. Owe, run me my money. <laughs> y'all, y'all take yeah, Venmo. Y'all take Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you yeah. gonna pay what you owe? China's so like y'all giving out stimulus packages. Oh man, that's wild. <laughs> I ain't seen my money in a month. Right. Like what you talking about? <laughs> you out here buying vaccines? <laughs> <laughs> That's I a different podcast. <laughs> That's no, a whole different podcast. But, but, dope. but also, um, Diablo two uh, re released. So yes, I'm I'm switching between um, the Switch and uh, PC, and also uh, Deathloop. Like into that, pretty heavy, as well as new characters on Dead by Daylight. Oh, you're still going. Listen, man. That's impressive. You played that game for like a year. Movies. No, for five years. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was about to say, Dead by Daylight's been out for a minute. Yeah. I've, I've been corrected. I'm still waiting on Dying Like 2 that got pushed back again. Mm. Mm. I was so excited for this, this fall. And <sighs> they're just trying to make it a, the best game. No, they, they don't want to give a broken game. And I respect that. However, 
Wait. <clears throat> just don't give a date. Don't tell nobody okay, that that's you're ready. That's fair. Like, mm. Just be ready and then surprise drop on us. We here. We listen, here. Ain't nobody trying to have cyberpunk again. <laughs> come on, come on, man. Come on. That's that's largely the reason why they're <laughs> acting this way. And you know, Call of Duty don't care. They'll be like, We patch it next week. Activision just don't care about nobody's feelings, but yep. even their employees. You want to talk that's about something? Two K. They just Put paint on it, and this is like the same version from three years ago. There was a, <laughs> that's what you're getting. There's a business model for 2K that I have that apparently people don't understand. I was like, just charge forty dollars to upgrade the roster. The graphics have been the same for the last couple of years. There's your DLC. You can release it one time, pay eighty dollars, and then forty dollars for the next five years. And that's not just the NBA. That's the wrestling. That's yeah, like all of them. Okay, but see if they. Make the price less, then they make less money. No, they keep losing people over this model of a brand new game each time, and then end game money, end game currency. You yeah, also those, have to purchase those transactions, kind of wild, bro. <laughs> and people pay for it to play an RG, an RG, a PG of a sports game. And I'm trying to understand who <laughs> who's like, Man. I want to be a rap star and a basketball player. I got my I got friends that play this right now who are stressing. <laughs> they are stressing. They're like, I ain't got the record contract yet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You said NBA 2K. Like, what are you talking about? Listen, listen. I need to get this endorsement, man. Damian Lillard got bars. I got to at I least match him. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What game is this? This is starting to sound like a, a Yakuza game. Like, Yakuza Zero. Mm. Speaking of Yakuza, what's up, Jay? <laughs> I'm doing good. You don't have to put me on a solo. Okay. Um, but I'm doing good. Uh, he said, why shot that? Uh, I am also, I have also watched Visions, but yes, that is uh, another podcast. Um, oh, I watched it too. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, outside of that, yeah. Dubbed the, or subbed? I did it subbed. Okay. <laughs> No, 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 no. I know that. I know. I was like, don't disrespect you, but I'm asking because I like by Disney Plus standards, I didn't know that there was two options. And then I forgot. I feel like you guys mentioned it and I'm now realizing it that there was subbed options. There are subbed options. I would have done that because the first one, I was just like, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) I respect you. I would never ask. Thank you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Unlike some of us. If I could fall into the sky, you know. <laughs> no, um, outside of that, yeah, the uh, the engagement party gearing gearing up to it and then having it, yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah one of the best times in your life, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's it just took be. a lot of time. That's all. So, Shoot. Yeah, well, great. that's uh, that's checking in. <laughs> Blink twice, like <laughs> if you are under. <laughs> so the topic of our podcast today that Keith has joined us with, we're going to talk about. The hypercriticism of black art and the structure that I would like to take on the. I just want to clarify black art or black cinema, like movies and TV. I was going black art. Do you want to go black cinema? I would say take a narrower scope. But would black art include? It would include that. But I would say we're coming at it from the focal point of cinema and. Some right. I would say some like literature, but it's sparse Mm -hmm. because. There's a lot of black folks writing stuff that is immensely good, and I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of that. Mm-hmm. True. So I would say our perspective is more so from the media concept of it, of mm-hmm. TV and movies. Okay. I just want to make sure 
Yeah. We're all on the same page. No, that's that's yeah. that's good and fine, and everything I say, have to say still applies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I took notes. Um, so I, what I would like to do is I wanted to approach this in a symptom, uh, not a symptom, and a structure. Jeez, and <laughs> a structure of what happened in the past to lead us to the present. And what are our predictions for the future? Okay. And we took this. We've taken this approach before about the uh, the state of the culture. Okay. Right. Okay. And I, and I think this is a uh, very close. <laughs> Weren't you? Yeah. I, I think sure. you were. Yeah. He's back. Oh, He's no. back. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at the callback. Yeah. You're a callback just by being here. That's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> um, You're the callback. <laughs> <laughs> because we called you back. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, you proud of yourself for this table? I'm not. No. Okay. <laughs> As long as everybody's safe. A little slip. Anyway. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> Let me know you're ready. Oh, no. We're having a good time here, baby. <laughs> what you mean? Uh, so starting off, black people. <laughs> oh. We didn't ask to be here. In America? Yes. Okay. Clar- <laughs> clarify. <laughs> I was concerned for a second. I was like. We didn't ask for beat. Well, no, what you mean? <laughs> Where's it going? With this? <laughs> Keith, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> um, but uh, so we, we find ourselves, you know, brought to this country for no specific purpose. There was and a specific purpose. <laughs> there was very. There was, a, there was almost a very specific purpose. Dan, you wasn't there. Team project is that what it's called? <laughs> Dan, you wasn't there. They were like, "Who's going to pick all this rice?" I'm sure not gonna do it. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I I'm talk? sorry. You just <laughs> said no specific purpose. <laughs> there was cotton, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> okay. Somebody had to do it. Damn. I'm done. <laughs> Y'all have a blessed night. I'm out of here. <laughs> so we're here. Um, eventually, the country decides, like, hey, it's it's not cool to. Be rude to one specific group of people. What? Uh, I'm sorry, I choked on my spit. <laughs> Yo, what story are you telling? Dude, I have notes, Daniel. Can okay. I get there? Yeah, can, I you, you, can you give me episode four? Can you give me episode four real quick? I'm curious. I'm like, this nigga writing fantasy or something? This, this is not the same story that I'm relating to. American okay. fan fiction. That's oh, what it must is. be. It's historical fiction. Dear Gossip Girl, go ahead. Okay. So as uh, I'm not going to interrupt no more. <laughs> Timestamp it. <laughs> I pushed my mic away. gonna come back like I just think it's funny. <laughs> so anyway, my point being, there was a point in time where uh, I'm Louis. I'm waiting till y'all done because I'm talking about us being slaves and us not being slaves no more, and then us okay. being treated as okay. second class okay. citizens. Okay. All right, and Let's y'all go. laughing with the yuck yuck yuck. <laughs> I'm telling the ancestors. Niggas being niggas. <laughs> I tell you. So there is, there had been a point of time now getting into the art world, specifically cinema, specifically media, specifically literature, um, where everything that we created was looked down upon. No matter what, no matter. And it was from a place of the people who had the education and the people who were the critics, who which just so happened to be mostly white people. I'm not saying like, Y'all signed up for that either, I guess. Um, <laughs> but they they look down on the things that we created because they are they automatically look down on us, right? So like anything that we created, could they even understand? 
So the the impact that could, that would come from black art and black writing and telling our stories, they'd be like, ah, that's cool, but it's not, it, it ain't that bad. And it's like, huh? <laughs> you know? Mm. So when we have the people who are supposed to be the authorities on art or whatever, like this is art and this isn't art or whatever, nudging out and pushing out our stories just because they don't understand what that impact was, that means that, you know, and we, it was already bad enough that we're not getting the resources, we're not getting the support, we're not getting all of these different things. And then on top of that, when we talk about... I was ready. I was ready. Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan was ready. We got to get an organ on When we talk about the internal strife of the black community, right? In the, the crabs in the barrel mentality that comes from a lot of different things. And then the very fact that we are not a monolith, right? Like there are so many different walks of life and there's so many different things to be represented. And then people are like, wait, that's not you. That's not a black thing. That's a black thing. And it's like, but y'all ain't black. You don't. Anyway. So my point being, it's mm. looking at it from the past angle. We were already set up to not only have the people who are the authorities on what art, look down on the creative art created by black people. Then even internally in the black community, things are looked down on by black people for whatever reason, you know? And then there's the artist dilemma, which is, you know, that, that holds no color of creating what will sell versus creating what you're passionate about, but that's a whole different podcast. So that was my touch on the past and how we got here. I would love to hear what you guys have to add or what you think. Keith, I'm a, I'm a, Oh, oh, we're going straight to me, huh? Yeah, yeah you no. guess, okay, man. So, guess. so, so, I thought we were going to start with cinema, but let's let's go straight to this. All right, it, I once heard someone who I'm not even going to say a name because they already in all kinds of trouble for the way they treat women. But things. this person once said in a movie, "They peanut butter and jealous," and I love that because that definitely describe it. Like. They can't do what we do, so they like move the goalposts mm. <clears throat> to better suit them, mm. and um, it it goes for <laughs> every form of entertainment. Now that just reminds me of um, was it Gabby Douglas? Oh, being penalized! Oh yeah, being penalized for just being yeah. good. I oh. get you. And it's it's not just Gabby Douglas. It's, no, it's, it's been happening forever, and it's still happening, she, and she. it's so frustrating like how we are just like um put at we have to be we are taught that we have to be 20 times better than them wait y'all y'all got 20 percent. we got twice as so we got a hundred percent better yeah. to get half as far exactly and then you know you have people who are graduating from grad school and you know getting their phds and they are put under the bus for a person who barely graduated from high school just because mm, well, okay. the complexion connection, baby. <laughs> complexion <laughs> connection. <clears throat> but um yeah, that's uh, that's a whole nother thing. That is true. Jayhawk, how you feeling, buddy? What do you what do you have to say? What do you have to say? Or um we can talk, we can start discussing uh the present and just talking about art. Oh no, I got something to say about Oh, that. big name. Um, so what was interesting is that uh, I was watching High on the Hog, um, mm. which is a Netflix documentary about uh African cuisine uh in America. And so um what was interesting is while I was watching that and like you learn about how, you know, 
pretty much we got the scraps or whatever mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. of the stuff of the food or whatever and we we just made it work um Laura actually said you know like that's probably why like we're so good at like seasoning stuff and like just making things great because we literally got like trash food and was like all right well make work like make it work and then like we we made it pop (laughs) and now it's like it's a thing where like a lot of people are you know love it um and i think it's interesting to I think that kind of describes the black experience. <laughs> We're given the scraps and then like, it's like, well, make it work. And then we make it pop. And then like people take it and like, at like it wasn't created by us. Mm. Um, or even uh, I think it some, some highfalutin fashion wear is now selling um, sagging, like sagging pants. Like they look like they're sagging. Like there's like a, like a sweatpants and then, like, they stitch on, like, boxer tops, like, to the top of it. So it looks like you're sagging. And it's, like, there was a time when that was, like, you know, thugs, gangsters. Mm. People hoodlums. getting suspended from school. Mm. Like, there was a whole thing in Atlantic mm. City where it was, like, people were get, getting fined mm. for having their underwear showing. Yeah. It's Atlantic City. And now it's, like, you know, mm. you know, for $800, this swag could be yours, right? <laughs> and mm. it's just, uh, oh, I'm, why am I on scene? Mm-hmm. Oh okay. yeah. We just we had to give you you were out of the chat. Uh, well, you can. There you go. Um. So yeah, it was. Uh. It's just I think, like I said, I think that's a very tall tale sign of, or I think that is the black experience wrapped up, giving the scraps, make it pop, and now we are starting to really get to a place because of thankfully of technology. I think. Where you can literally like if you if you have a vision for it like you can go do it mm-hmm. and then like step out on your own and do what it do to a certain extent there is still <laughs> there that are still <laughs> there are still barriers and whatnot um, that I'm sure we will get into as the podcast goes on. Big Dan, so uh, I'm gonna just pull my glasses down for a second. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Preach, preach up. A man once said, and forgive me, I'm a, what's the word? I can't find it. However, the man said, if you can't create, you criticize. That often is the telltale sign of the people failing to recognize what art actually is. Mm. Because they do not create, therefore they criticize because they can't make it themselves. So, often when we think about black art and we think about black cinema, um, to Josh's point, he did say, we've often been given the refuse or the scraps, however, uh, and made something beautiful out of it. Refuse. I hate you. This is Pastor Dan speaking. This is not not me. So, with the scraps creating something beautiful out of trauma out of hurt out of pain out of agony and therefore creating art however what we then realize is that that's profitable to someone who can create themselves they can't speak from that perspective they cannot learn from that perspective and therefore they can only view it and criticize and so as long as it's profitable they utilize it 
y'all, y'all didn't catch the alliteration here. I'm gonna say it one more time. They criticize until they can utilize and <laughs> prophesize <laughs> off of the pain come of on people. Now. And so, come on now. What I often find happens with black art is that they expect us to be on board with ridiculousness that does not always partake of the black experience. And so. When I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that sometimes it's just a mess. Okay? The past has often been us just trying to survive out of an experience that was not given to us um, as a gift, right? Sometimes it was just, it was given to us because that's all that was left. Survival is often that you just find yourself in a position. That you say, I don't die here. Mm. Our stories don't die here. So we tell them until it looks pretty enough for some white person with more money to say, you know what? Let's tell your story to everybody. Let's romanticize 12 years a slave. Mm-hmm. Let's let mm-hmm. you use the word nigga enough that Leonardo DiCaprio can get nominated or not even or just recognized for using it effectively for a period piece let's use it enough so that after a while will smith's performance of pursuit of happiness is attractive to the white experience because he tried enough to pull himself up by the bootstraps and that is not just his story that wasn't just one story that's everybody's story in that moment and a lot of times because of that if it don't have a white person's name attached to it, or if Daryl didn't sign off on it, <laughs> it does not make it past mainstream. Oh, and so the, <laughs> mm. and so because of that, we f- we suffer from the scraps of budget, mm-hmm. equipment, mm-hmm. lack of good acting. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm. there, and when when I say that lack of good acting, I say not all of us will make it to the Juilliards, right? I'm too old now to even go back to Juilliard. They won't take me. <laughs> However, uh, the people who work their butts off to get there have now done so much, what I would say, bad media and just having to survive in the community of black movie and black cinema that the delivery doesn't, the technique never gets adjusted. Mm-hmm. They They learn to deliver lines in a way that almost sounds... Like a caricature? Yes. Mm. And then they're typecasted? Or, you know, they or they put <laughs> you in the, the same slope. right. That's the same. <laughs> might be the same thing. Um you can go about wide shot. Um Are you closing? I'm closing <laughs> in my closing. Uh you know I ain't gonna take up too much of your time. I'm not time, gonna right? take too much of your time. <laughs> However, when you look at it, the past has been written for us, right? If if you weren't someone who wrote the effectual poem such as Maya Angelou, if you didn't read the writings of W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, or let uh, Paul Robertson actually uh, touch your life, singing Old Man River, these are things that after a while became caricatures that they expected us to keep meeting as an acceptable standard of Hollywood. And so the people who then said, I don't want to do that anymore, never really learned how to excel past that. They just kept making stuff. But that's the past. We'll get to the present now. And I I, th- I thank you for sitting with me and uh, <laughs> letting me get that out because I don't, 
I, there's more to come. When when you come back to Big Dan, Pastor Dan might show up again. Who knows? Sit tight. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> transitioning into the present. Um, and now I'm going I'm to talk about, you know, myself here a, a little bit. Because um, I can't speak for nobody else's experience except myself. That's Ooh. it. Are um, you not a monolith? Okay. I don't know nothing about no mono, nothing. <laughs> I listen to stuff in stereo. I don't listen to mono. Surround um, sound. I ain't never had mono. <laughs> but anyway. Sorry. All right. <laughs> That's a totally different podcast. <laughs> Movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, to the present. Um, art is completely about perception, right? So even when we look at a piece of art, because there are so many times where people will look at a piece of art and be like, that don't make no sense. Or like, man, my, my toddler could do that. How is that in this museum or whatever, right? But that's not, it's completely built on perception. So the experiences that you've experienced that have built you up to be the person that you are, paint, <laughs> ignore the pun, the, <laughs> the vision of what, how you break down and consume art. So when it comes to the black media that I have, you know, what is it? Ingested and consumed, consumed and yeah. nommed on. Mm-hmm. Really, <laughs> I'm a, I'm definitely ashamed to say, but I'll openly admit, you know, I'm a, I'm an open book. I didn't even start breaking down and trying to get the behind the scenes, like who's the writer, who's the producer, who the, mm. how did this story come to pass? Mm-hmm. Really, until I was in my adult years, when I when I learned that so much goes into creation. Yeah. Daryl. So, it was Daryl. It was not Daryl. Um, so much goes into the creation of a story, and then what a story starts as is not always what we see the finished product as, right? Um, so having said that, I know that I have found myself when it comes to the twelve years of slaves, the Django's, the the um the moonlights, the the these tales of black people going but I was just going to ask a clarifying question about the um, connection between Django, 12 Years a Slave, and Moonlight, only because Moonlight, I believe, is written by a black guy. No, it I was is. just, it's black tales, black gotcha. stories okay. cool, cool, of cool, black cool. people going going through it, yeah. you know? Okay. Um, Brown folks was in it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> specifically, the the overarching thing of like, oh, it's always, it's always trauma, it's always like, and then it also builds into the the big overarching question about art. It's like, does every story have the responsibility to be like a fable, to have a, a overlying lesson that has to be learned? Because I know for black art, that's always been in there. That's mm. always been in there. even going to like Static Shock, you know, mm. or like any any cartoon that had a black character. We had to have the racism episode. We had to have the gun violence episode. We had to like because I guess it. It came to the, I'm sorry, I got real off topic. It comes to like, if we're trying to prepare our children for the mm. world that they're going to be in, mm. we have to talk about it through the medium oh that they could, you, you good? Yes. <laughs> no, he's, he's yes. ready to go. Ready to go. No, that's him. No, no, that's no. But anyway, sorry to break down and bring it all back. I, I know I've been overly critical because of things that I have taken in and I've been told like, oh, you're black. You have a responsibility to watch this, to consume this media. And then <laughs> how have you not? And then when I consume it, I'm like, 
this is important. I get no. It's like this is important, but like it's. I I get it. We were slaves. It was a bad time, and I I get it. The eighties happened. It was a bad time. My mom was there for that one, actually. So <laughs> um, I was there. <laughs> Everybody hurts. Um, so I want to wrap up with that. With um, I appreciate this episode because it is now challenging me. Now that I'm, I have a wider perspective, and I understand that we're not locked into these stories, that we're not locked into this responsibility. And I try to catch myself specifically with uh, Lovecraft Country. Mm. Actually, Lovecraft Country, Cannon Busters, Yasuke, all of this new media, um, Candyman, these things that are that are coming out that are not really free from these things, but it's very clear that we're making steps that black people are telling black stories and it's just like black stories of stuff happening. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's not always, mm-hmm. oh, well, Lovecraft Country was tied into yeah. that, but that's that's the story. But uh, I felt myself over, overly critical, right? Like, uh-huh. oh, this is good, but it's like, why is this character interaction here? I think they could have done this, but it's like, bro, do you do this with like everything else? Do you do this with any anime? Actually, well, any? I do, but. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I mean, I guess we're getting into like, Present your question about the present. I'm sorry. No, that was that was, that was the the breakdown, and I I know I find myself what I have to challenge myself about being hypercritical, and how do you? I guess that's that's just kind of it. Like where yeah. where what are we experiencing with storytelling and black cinema and black media and like what's up? Gotcha. Go ahead, Keith. Well, I mean, not to um go into saying how we um tear apart black media but that those behind the scene things are really important like for example um with black panther you know people say it's great or people say it was bad or whatever you say it was like black panther uh ryan coogler actually did a lot of things um just a lot of imagery so that you know it's subtly like hey listen mm-hmm. we are putting like blackness in the forefront we are showing our excellence like for example that casino scene mm-hmm. ryan coogler has a youtube um interview where he like breaks down the lighting that he did where he put at each and every person and like right there you just like oh this is greatness like i didn't even notice that point mm-hmm. oh this is dope like this this really shows like you know some real planning and like it shows that we are leagues ahead of anyone who's like who's even considered now i can say that for a person like ryan coogler but like when you look at you know the other say say the name other act no, no, um no. other directors go ahead and say the name well, you know not, what you're talking just, about i've it, like they they receive do it a lot of <laughs> <Get it. laughs> they receive a lot of uh praise that that they don't deserve i'll just i'll okay. just leave it at that well well mm-hmm. how you feel josh <laughs> <laughs> having said that um so i think talking about being hypercritical of uh the present media and present media like i remember getting tired of um black films uh when oh you don't like the color purple bro i love the color purple well i actually never saw it um and i never saw (laughs) um never saw alex haley's roots starring lavar burton 
I also never, I don't think I saw any of the Fridays. But here's why. <laughs> wait, wait, they're not in the same not, category. However, I understand where you're coming from. Secondly, <laughs> nigga, go pick up a book. That's all I'm gonna say. The the other two things you can read. I was too you don't busy have reading to watch these trash ass movies. Not well, saying well, that Roots and the Color Purple were trash, but Friday. Yeah, we'll get it in post. <laughs> we'll get it in post. <laughs> no, we'll in no, post. no, no, no. I think that's I think oh, that's boy. important. I think that's important yeah. because Josh lays on a point that. Often we were critical for things we've never seen. Right. Mm. We hear them quoted in culture, but we've never seen them. And so because of that, going in, whether you see them or not, you become critical of them. But go ahead. But with the Friday movies, it just wasn't content that I wanted to consume. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't I like my mom was a teacher who said you not playing out with you not going outside and playing with the kids like that like so it didn't seem like feasible to like watch the content uh, <laughs> what's, what's my return on investment you're right like, um but it was just like eh, i don't want to um and then you have stuff like um la amistad right where it's just like, I mean, I guess we can watch this again this February, like whatever. And what I realized was after a certain point, February was like the worst time of the year because I always got triggered to hate white people. And mm. it's not like, it's not that like they Whew. ain't shitty sometimes. Not all of them. <laughs> you, mean, you know but like You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's like, I, I don't need help. To hate a white person who has to be who's going to be rude to me, right? True. Like I don't need help with that. That will come. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but at, this, at the same time, I understand. You know, to your point, um, I believe Daniel, you said it. You know, telling the stories to help our kids survive, um, like that. That's important. So it's like you need to be knowledgeable about these things. I just don't need it to be a like a downpour of it at one time. Like at a certain time of the year, like February, right? Um, and then I think that's kind of like what has been happening with um, after a certain point, the people who are like Issa Rae, like who's like making great content. Mm-hmm. I feel like she might be around our age, maybe a little bit older. I think she's a little bit older. A little bit older, but um, I think she might be y'all age. Oh, uh, okay. my age actually. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> but but I think growing up, um, you know always seeing all the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. All the black trauma. I think creators were like, hey, I'm tired. Because I know as a viewer, I'm tired. Like, mm-hmm. one thing about Lovecraft Country that I loved was that, like, it it felt, I hate to say authentically black, but, like, they weren't, like, the black characters. They were just, they were just characters, like, in some sci-fi shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was, like, really awesome time period like yes that was eh, it happens but it, did <laughs> or it happen. happened yeah, it did happen. um but like it was so, like the one where um the mom goes into space and like she's actually like super smart like and like she gets to express that like that was like one of my favorite episodes um who are you hippolyta right yeah oh. it was so dope um but mm. i think for mm. me i i was tired of seeing like the gangster movies, I, I will say this: I I was not tired of seeing them. I was tired of seeing them marketed to me. I was not watching them. 
but I was tired of getting marketed. I am not <laughs> the intended audience. Yeah, so it's like, no, I didn't see Hustle and Flow. Like, why? That's what you think of the gangster movie? Not like Juice? I didn't see Juice either. Oh. But that's more because, like, I really, like, my mom is a Baptist, so, like, how would Juice ever get I'm into sure the house? all of our moms were Baptists. <laughs> how Wait, Juice wouldn't get into the house, it oh. would be, uh, who, what friends would, do I know who right. would have it? Like, <laughs> that could sneak, you take a, break it into your house yeah, and like, drop it off at your doorstep and be like, watch this and get back to me. Right, yeah, right. like, <laughs> that wasn't happening with the VHS or even the DVD. Like, like Whose VHS so, is this? <laughs> I ain't buy it. So, I think for me, it was just, like, I was already tired of seeing us portrayed in a way. Mm. And it's like, even like growing up wanting to be an actor is like, I don't want to be thug nigga number five. Like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I mean, how do you start? But no, I refuse. And then yes. And that's a big problem. Like, how do you start? Like Mm. you got, you gotta be thug. And it's like, no, I like, no, no, I'm not. Mm. So I think that's a big, a big part of, of the present. Like, I think, we, as a collective, uh, we do want more for ourselves than to be Thug Nigga number five. Yes. So yeah. that's why we are, I think, starting to create that space now. Before, that was all we could do. And, like, if you're going to get a check, got to get a check. You got to pay the bills, Secure right? The like, bag. So The bag must be secured. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Thank you. Now, the next voice you will hear. <laughs> After <we'll>, offering. <laughs> <laughs> will be that of... Our leader, our CEO. Yeah, stop saying that. Uh, hello again. Um, I won't be before you long. I do. I do feel though it is important to recognize that what has been said is critical to the advancement of the black race. Mm. However, it is missing important pieces um, for people who are not present with us. Because perspective is the only thing that can only tell the truth from any point of view. Josh's truth is Josh's truth and therefore will be critical to the advancement of blackness. Keith Sterling, the same thing only applies to you guys um, from your perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the Bible says, (laughs) and I'm being honest, and I know this sounds unjust, but it does say for lack of knowledge, people suffer. And I think it's important that movies like The Color Purple or the miniseries Roots, um, if you don't watch the medium, to read the medium. Because Roots is written by Alex Haley, who went back and traced his lineage to the... And, you know, while it may have been fictionalized and then some of it might be a little uh, flourished upon the history is still the story and bringing it to present day. uh, Josh makes a great point as to what's marketed to us. And he often, he also referenced Hippolyta, right? That episode. It is not without the self-realization of self until we can advance. And it, and a lot of that uh, dichotomy of self fails to be recognized when you look at um, I would say people who blindly follow uh, whoever we say is our leader as a black collective right mm. so at one point we had Martin we had Dr. King we had 
Oh, Malcolm I X. Definitely thought you meant Lawrence. I was no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, I was, I was, I was getting that show was good. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> we had we had Dr. Martin Luther King. We had uh, Malcolm X, and since they were persistent at the same time, you were chosen. You were told to pick sides, and so then you know it was either passive or aggressive, or passive aggressive, uh, <laughs> um, and so as time goes on, then it was. You know the Rainbow Coalition or the Black Panthers, or you know, um, and then you became either the Oreo or the nigga, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Team Oreo all day, baby. No, well, hold <laughs> on, Blackport now. Hold, hold on. <laughs> so, um, the Oreo was a der- is to me a derogatory term because very it, I was I was damned for being educated. Mm-hmm. I knew who, sir. We. We, I, I, like I said, hold on. Hello. I'm only like I said, my story can only be of the advancement of blackness can only be told from my perspective, and so therefore, therefore, because of that, my story is that I was damned for being academic. We were damned for being <laughs> academic, well read, learned, um, and so because of that, that you know the the burst of thug media didn't apply to us and we were so we were so anti against it there was so much dare in our schools there was so much (laughs) dare (laughs) there was so much like and and you know also very much because of our home lives um you know baptist or not protestant whatever you were you were not going to be them niggas in the street that is true Mm -hmm. what you are not going to do is bring that back into my home (laughs) and we had cousins who were older who did that and failed. We had uncles and aunties who did that and failed. And so our parents only saw the negative repercussions of that because the moment of survival was now being set up to be success. You don't have to survive anymore. You don't have to be out here in these streets. I did that already for you. Mm-hmm. So the present then brings you to, to this timeline of skewed t- storytelling of like, man, I got to be out here to make it. Yes, there are people who had to do what they did to make it. I will never invalidate that. However, we glorified it in a way that said, y'all can all do it. And some people ain't built for that life. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Um, And also, they what they did is it put it put a bullseye on our backs as a culture that were like, now we can demonize your act of survival. This is you you know, you don't have to do this anymore. We are allowing you into our jobs. You can make minimum wage and mm. you can stay in your crappy apartments. And some people were saying, I can't do that when there's nine mouths to feed. And so Reagan said, We're going after y'all niggas. And it, so <laughs> the art started to tell a story of just survival again that had probably existed in the 60s and 70s. And then we flourished very shortly for black exploitation on, you know, because y'all niggas was wearing bright colors. And mm-hmm. shout out to Bruce Leroy. But they were <laughs> like, the pants were tighter. Like, you know, it was just, it was a different time. Show Leopard up. print, tiger print, <laughs> feathers and hats. Like, y'all, you the master. <laughs> Show enough. Show enough. Um, and so. What they, I think, what Hollywood's uh, job was was to demonize again the act of survival, 
And so now we bring it to present day where we can tell stories and self-recognize who you are and realize that you don't have to take the course that is plotted for you as a black person. However, no matter which course you take is going to be hard as cuss because you are black. And so the, the, like I said, the dichotomy now is no longer survival. It's more trauma. As long as you can remember your pain, you can't move forward. Survival was actually bringing us and digging us out of it. But now they say, no, 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 no. You don't have to survive anymore. You're here. So now it's trauma. Remember? You remember that time. You remember? Right. Mm. You remember that guy that called you a nigger? Hard R? You remember him? Think back. Just, yeah, there you go. And you're stuck. And so now... When we try to sell the, tell these stories of self-realization, they're not casted well. They're not paid for well. I do have a question to set up our fu- the future would, portion of this. I had a question of um, your what you just said. Mm-hmm. They're not portrayed well. Can you give us an example? Uh, they're not casted well. I'm, I'm being honest. The people who are often in the room where, when it happens or where it happens as far as who's going to tell this story? Oh, I'll pick it up. I got, you know, five other shows on my plate, but I can work this in here somewhere. I'm apparently Keith's not going to say names, so I can't say names. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, can, I can do this movie real fast. Well, Netflix budget. Sure. How many wigs can I have? Um, oh, yes, mm. no, we got we got <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Um, you know, I don't think we should. <laughs> what you mean? I got five shows running. You need me to tell this story, this particular story about blackness and how we how we're dealing with the trauma of police brutality. Yeah, I can, I can fit that in there somewhere in my show. Um, and that's where I would say it's not portrayed well because it's not handled with care. It's handled with how quickly can you wrap this up in a package and give it to America? Mm. Do you think he doesn't handle it well? I mean, Boondocks also had an episode oh. about this, but like, <laughs> right? Oh. But like, so, don't get me wrong. He's able to tell effectual stories. When care is provided, I don't think now he's on a time frame. The once you're, uh, and I said this to my wife, once you're rich, the goal is to stay rich when you're coming from a poor place. Unless born into money, the goal is to stay rich as a person who was never rich before. Mm. So, how do you do that? You just produce there's this, this almost like vomit machine of content because you have to. One of these will hit. One of these will make enough for me to keep my house. <laughs> so, do you think? I only, I only challenge because I would say people... go watch an episode of The Oval. You don't even know what that is. The Oval, I think it's like a isn't like a, a political show. It's a BET show. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. he has Sorry. an exclusive but, BET <laughs> contract. When you watch it. As an actor, mm-hmm. um, me as a former one, because I, I just don't have the time to keep up with it, <laughs> um, there was things that we were taught, right, mm-hmm. as far as delivery and things like that were mm-hmm. concerned. No no care is put into that. I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I, my question or my challenge is that you have people like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, who like, they, I, I don't know if they will say that they're rich, but... They're they richer, got more they're money richer than, than me. Their bank account's better than mine. <laughs> right. Um, but it's like they are people who like take I I would say e- extreme care of the Yes, the but here's the here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The name 
only takes you but so far because if you're not listening and applying because they don't just give you music they give you life life lessons that mm-hmm. you need to be applying for every one j cole or kendrick lamar there's five the babies mm-hmm. i don't hate the baby However, we should because um, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate anyone. Uh, the only. The only. I don't hate anyone except for Terrence Howard. But <laughs> I, <know it>. <laughs> <laughs> I that, need backstory later on. That's a different story, baby. That's a different story. Um, however, <laughs> however, like for that ratio, right? There's there's a Takashi six nine for every like ten. You know, once you have there's ten Takashi six nines for one Kendrick Lamar. So that's why I don't hate I'm not hating on art in general. I'm mm. saying the problem is the overflow and the excess come from people who don't really care. Okay. They're they're doing it for themselves. They're doing it for their buck. Um I don't at a point I used to think he cared about the art because we all know who I'm talking about. Yes. But mm-hmm. I, yes, now <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> I at a point I do believe Horrible he cared. Wigs. However, the point became that he had to keep producing more content and after a while it just was casting people and it was more of attention it was more shtick it was more minstrel and it was more downplaying the actual totality of black experience and so because of that once you make part of us a joke the problem with being the black collective is that we are always the black collective if i talk Mm. out against something i'm speaking for all black people even when i'm saying myself just me I'm saying this for myself. You watching, you listening, I'm saying this for me. I'm not saying this for you. I'm not saying this for Sterling or Josh or Keith. I'm not saying that for any of us. I'm saying this for myself. The problem is... What? He still loves you. What? (laughs) He couldn't remember my name. No, 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 no. I don't know why Kevin keeps coming up in my head. And I'm like, I know who you are. It's okay. Sorry. (laughs) Kevin is. (laughs) <laughs> but that's a, that's the problem is that a lot of times one of us speaks out on something and then you know you're the candace owens speaking for all black republicans or you're speaking you're you're nick cannon nick cannon <laughs> or you know you're charlemagne like and then the problem is is that or nicki minaj most recently. yeah oh. wow. right but th- that's the problem right because then the white folks aren't going to ask you how you feel they're gonna be like so Nikki, right? How you feeling about that? Because if you're not on the same wavelength, then you know you're not. Are you really black? I mean, Biden said it. If we don't, no, we went there. But I'm sorry because uh, I, I really so, have so to. This is going to be a three-hour episode. No, 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 no. I did have a future? question, <laughs> and this is this kind of springboards us in the future. Would you say that Nicolas Cage is a bad actor or? The best actor. Oh, I worded. I said the way I said it for a reason. I complete. I understand where, where you're going for, because the man always has work. No, he always has work. I, but I'm I'm going to give you my answer to this question. Please, do. I would say he is one of the best actors who ever exist. Hmm. And here's why: he pays attention to creating art on the academic level of acting. He he has studied. The creation of acting from its perception, from its birth to where it is now and will choose a direction regardless of a director, regardless of a writer, 
and will choose it to perfect it to what he believes is his art that he's creating. That's why that's what makes him one of the best actors to date. But you if could it's say not you could, good. No, hold on. I didn't say good because the the f- total product isn't Nick Cage. It's a movie, right? You you have to play. You have to kind of play to a director. You have to play to a script. You have to play to a set. You have to play to your co your your other actors. But I'm saying as an actor, the art of it, the academia of it, he is to date. Without fail, one of the best actors. Denzel would be next for me. But I only say that because of how much crap he has put out. You would you would almost not you wouldn't think of it. Right? And so we don't we we kind of crap on Nick Cage, but we also at the same time let him be himself. When did this become like if I'm bugging, tell me I'm bugging. No, 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 no. no. It, you you're right. But I'm saying I pose this question because I'm posing oh this God. question because we are because of the hypercriticism that we often give blackness in media, right? Mm-hmm. Would you actually take apart the fact that someone's actually doing the work, and for the actor themselves or the writer themselves? Well, you or need the, to ask yourself that about uh, Michael B. Jordan because he puts in work. I wouldn't say on a cla- like I, I wouldn't say on a classical perspective. He overacts on almost every level for me, and I don't. I wouldn't even say it's a creative choice. I just feel like they give him lines and he's just like, I'm going to say it like this because if it comes out like this, then it's emotional. But that's just me. That's a perspective. I Like I said, I can't speak for all black folks. I, I gave a question and you're allowed to answer me however you feel based on that question. Guys, I'm, di- I'm diplomatic I'm, I'm out here. Really quick sidebar. <laughs> I'm getting, I don't want no problems. I'm getting really worried about the list of people running up on the sidebar. <laughs> Because like I feel like Terrence Howard has listen. the time to do it. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm really worried about. Run up on me, man. Um, run up on the Muvio's podcast. <laughs> I got all these. These my peeps. What? Run up on me, man. But um, I but I asked this I asked that question specifically because the hypercriticism of blackness becomes comes from the responsibility that we've are often mm-hmm. put upon ourselves to Accept or reject whatever art is provided to us. Because temporary layoffs. Good time. Easy credit ripoffs. Good time. Was it good? But were the times good? (laughs) Here's here's where I'm just like, back to your... um, I made a lot of points. I'm sorry. Yeah, one of the points that you were making was talking about how um, Nicolas Cage is is a good actor. (laughs) All right. No, no, and no, no. One of the best actors of, one of, the of best, our generation. One of the best. Like what? Over. Have you Denzel. seen Wicker Man? I have. What? All I right. Have. But anyway, um, have you also seen his interview as to why he chose that decision? Because when he broke it down for me, I was like, I understand. It, what? But the way you deliver it, if I, it's still bad, it doesn't matter what. You do. I mean, and also, yes, he is still, he still gets booked. So, like, <laughs> somebody's, like, doing something for him. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I posed the question the way I did. Okay. Because yeah, so. we, could, we can chop down Nicolas Cage because he's an easy, easy target. But when we talk about black cinema in the whole, that's, we chop that all the way down. 
So Samuel L. Jackson once said in an interview that he was just at one point he was just taking movies just because he needed the money. So he was taking mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. movies, but you can't say that Samuel L. Jackson is not a monster of an actor. Oh, he is. Now, then we got Nicolas Cage. Just, why why does he get so much credit when like his body of work I mean, granted, I know a lot of it is like the way it's being directed, but his body of work is trash. And like it's, <laughs> it's once been said that if you if you don't say certain things or if you don't put yourself in certain situations, then it can never see the light. Like like, uh, you know, you don't say, you know, Nick's this person out loud if you never wanted to be like recorded or repeated and, <laughs> and he is choosing a bunch a bunch of how can I put it uh, toilet fodder so like mm. with that with that being said like I mean his decision making definitely comes into question but um, also like Nicholas Cage. All right, so I'm gonna tag in here real quick. I'm but see that's why I created this. I created that kind of like argument for it because there was a there was an intentional reason behind it. No, I got I got. I don't. (laughs) It's fine. You don't you don't understand my art. (laughs) Thanks, Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Sheesh! Y'all have a blessed night. (laughs) That's where we close. The future portion. The future portion, I really love. Um, I like what you said and the questions that it then provides about structure and intent versus delivery, mm. right? Mm. <laughs> and mm. um, because I think that definitely has been something that we as black people have, of course, experienced with being in relationships, <laughs> being in relationships, <laughs> temporary layoffs. But. Um, <laughs> For the future, I think when it, we think about the people who are at the helms, we are being in the room now, in the room where it happens, where the, the thing, not just Daryl. I was about to say, sometimes it's Daryl, though. Daryl told us all. Daryl told us all. Here we go again. <laughs> so, um, the future of... Because you know he took her name. Stop. The future <laughs> <laughs> of black art... And how we relate to it. Yes, I'm trying to bring it back. We only got like eight minutes left. Um, The future of black art, how it comes together, and what we need to see. I think you touched on a lot of great points, Dan. I really appreciate you for it. Um, As far as structure, intent, what we get, and then I think the changes that are putting in, that are being put in place, I think unfortunately, partially because like, now it's profitable. Like we mm. have had enough that like people are like, okay, if we keep being bad to black people, we're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that means so white. Go ahead. <laughs> unfortunately, that opens many doors. But hopefully, you know, flowers can grow on graves. So, like through this something that is not good, many great things will happen. Like Black Panther, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, the story is being told, and I like. The, the definition of culture is a bunch of, you know, shared experiences, mm-hmm. things that 
we all feel come together and experience. And so we having black culture and then that definition also being not a, not a monolith, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's definitely up for discussion about what is and isn't black culture. Um, the cookout is problematic. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, cookout is a myth. <laughs> we're not, we're not having a cookout. We are not having a cookout. So, None that they invited to. Oh That's goodness. for sure. The future. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I think commenting on structure, um, criticizing who says what is and isn't authentic, criticizing who says, well, you didn't do it this way and didn't do that. I mean, challenging our criticism is important, but we being a part of the culture, our criticism is completely necessary for us to get more authentic stories and yes. for us to get really what we deserve, man. But go ahead after that, Josh. I'm sorry. Because that actually um, reminds me of the episode in Black AF where uh, he's like, uh, they go see a black movie or a movie that was like, I think written by a black person. Um, and he's like, but like this movie is trash. And it's like, can can we not say that this movie is trash? Like, how are we going to get better if we don't call out trash when it's trash? Like, so <laughs> I think it might be a case of not what you say, but how you say it. Yeah, nope. sure. Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was polarized. <laughs> Keith, how do you mm. feel? Sliding <laughs> scale. Mm. Right. <laughs> I said what I said. I'm standing by it. But go ahead, Josh. You're still, you're still going. Well, yeah, because I just think um, for the future, like, and I guess he who shall not be named. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think we want that wrath. He I, has free time. <laughs> he has free time. You know, I think the shows write themselves. He. He has done what he has done, and now he has what he has to open doors for other people. That to is true. That. that is true. So that. it's like, sure, like kind of like you said, I'll, even flowers even grow on graves, right? So it's like, that's a bit macabre. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I know. No, but it's like it's accurate. <laughs> but because because he did. Or what is it? Because he he was I am or something like that. But like yeah. because he happened, like he get he has given the chance for other people yeah. to to uh, push forward the the black media agenda. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> but uh, same thing with like Issa. Same thing with Kev on stage. Like mm-hmm. if y'all they, don't say Shonda Rhimes' name right now, Shonda I'm sorry. Rhymes. Yes, Shonda there yeah, we go. Sure. Yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I was, that one was bu- bubbling up. I was like, if y'all don't say her name, immediately, immediately. immediately. Um, but because all these people are, are going to the forefront and being the spearhead, um, it's opening doors for, for, you know, future generations, which I think is great. Um, that being said, yes, if, if a movie comes out that isn't good, like we got to say, or a piece of artwork, um, whether it be through media or however it is a book or whatever, if it's not good. I think there is a certain, you get 20%, you know what? You did that thing. 80, <laughs> 80% like, here's how you could probably make it better, right? Like, I have some notes. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think um, to your point, Sterling, there is a way to be like, ah, like, I see what you were trying to do here, but let's like work on perfecting that craft. Because as Daniel put it, in a, in a lot of ways and a lot of times, earlier on we weren't allowed to be in those spaces to perfect our craft that is true and now we are having more and more people in those spaces who can now go back and give back to the the community 
and like hold these classes in the rec center, right? And that's a whole nother podcast. Except for Daryl Dolezal. He he probably can't. Stop. <laughs> this is not a real person. Any person that bears resemblance living or living or deceased is purely coincidence. <laughs> these are their stories. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I, I think, uh, for the future of black media, black, black media. Okay. Yeah. Cause this does really sound like the last episode that you were on. No, <laughs> not the culture we're talking about. Not the culture, but I just, mean, it ties in, it ties in though. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think it's, I think it's bubbling. I think there's like almost like a, you could call it, I guess like a black Renaissance going on it's almost or about, about to happen. We've. Because I think a lot of people, especially like every year, right? Emmy so white, Oscar so white, Grammy so like all of all of the whites. Uh, <laughs> there, I think there's more and more of that. I'm tired of this, and mm-hmm. I need to make it better. And I I have the technology to do so. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, look at us, you know. Wow, I guess you're right, Keith. I mean, listen, it's actually been shown on little social media platform well large social media platforms like tiktok that if we are not receiving our recognition then we just take ourselves off and we will eventually get something like at least we ain't there no more Mm -hmm. i mean listen like how how are people going to flourish with our dances and make money off our Mm -hmm. dances if we're not doing the dances because they're not making anything off of those crappy things that they're doing on TikTok, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story altogether. Have a blessed night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, we we do have great uh, visionaries who we can stand behind, like the Shonda Rhimes, like the Ryan Coolers. Um, I mean, Tyler Perry the man's needs name. to have a it needs to have assistance. Like some people some people get too caught up in themselves and he has said in interviews that he prefers to do the writing and directing and all of this himself. And you have to realize that this is a big job. You can't just take it. Also, you can provide more jobs for people in doing so. But, but what about the question of like, this is my vision, right? He created the, like the show whatever it is, and he wants to, like, write and direct. He's like, oh, I wrote this, and, like, this is what I had in my head of, like, when you giving me the eyes. <laughs> because what you what you had in your head isn't right. It ain't oh. good. Ooh. Always. It, mm-hmm. sounds, it sounds like to me, and I'm going to check with Dan, that we've reached the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I, you know what? And I feel like I would say yes, and I feel like this, this is a part two to this conversation, and even, like, we could save a clip of this at, continue this conversation afterward this is all over um and continue this further but uh, to josh's point and i will wrap up for the future uh you know the future portion of this um yes while you may want to be at the helm and you at one point were required to write direct act mm. you have now reached a level mm-hmm. of freedom mm-hmm. to employ others um that's real and while they may that's not real. meet your vision there are a number of people you have yet to meet who might meet your vision. The goal one day for the blur bar is that Big Dan does not sit in this chair. Hmm. 
but the blurred bar still exists. I have C. I do give off CEO vibes. I, I feel that. I, that's that's why he's the CEO. No, no, no. I give off CEO vibes. I didn't say I am. Um, the reason why is because I believe that the vision should always outlive the creator. If it does not outlive the creator, was it actually art? Yes. No. Mm. Here's why. Here's our art is immortal. It if it's art, it will live past this this point. That has always been the case. That is true. I disagree. That has always been the case with art because regardless of how you critique it or how you feel about it, (laughs) if it lives past the point of its inception, therefore it is. And I believe if you don't have the vision of creating art, you are only creating for a moment. And if you're only creating for a moment, you are only going to exist for that moment. I mean, let's talk about off the wall. That is a very good example. Yes. Very good example. And and I and I believe if you don't have the vision for its longevity beyond yourself, did you create something? Mm, okay, I challenge that. I'm, I'm asking. You might not... You might not have the vit like, I don't know what Michael Jackson was thinking, but he was just like, yo, I really like this music. I'm really going to pour it like, and let's even say like Kendrick Lamar, right? Like, I really like this music. I'm going to put this together. I'm going to loop a fiasco, food and liquor. I really like this music. This is the story that I want to tell. I don't know if they were like forever, this one. This work of art That should be the effort behind anything you intend to create. That's the whole point of a legacy. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, the, the idea of having children didn't come to me just for that moment. It's for the future. And I believe if anything has ever invested with giving birth, it follow, it continues beyond your existence. What is a legacy, right? The mm. question often posed in Hamilton, you know, it's, a, it's planting a seed in the ground for something you may never get to see. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I, I hold that deeply because there are our parents who gave their life, their sweat, their blood, their tears to make sure we made it out. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to get emotional, so I will try not to get emotional. But the effort and the care that they put into our existence mm-hmm. means that that is in and of itself art. It mm. is beautiful. And because of that, however you critique it, you are yourself a masterpiece. And so... Wrapping that up, I do believe that if you don't have care with your vision or your creation, you aren't creating art. Mm. You are creating something for the moment. And because of that, you are cheapening your the value of yourself by what you fail to create rather than just make. Okay, you got me. So I'm, I'm here with you. I don't, that was poetic. I don't know where it came from. I like it. Um, it came from this place. Yeah. <laughs> but we've reached the end of our episode. <laughs> hey, Mark, Make sure Mark, you, you guys like, are art. Right. <laughs> um, if you don't know, now you know you matter. Because uh, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, and we don't. It, it may Text sound, your parents. Right. Tell them you love them. <laughs> we may sit here and we may talk it out and it might be in sometimes in jest, but it is something that we truly care about when it comes to the creation or the being of yourself right so don't forget to like comment share and subscribe hold on hold on real quick keith tell people where they can find you you can definitely find me muvio's podcast every wednesday on uh apple stitcher uh spotify Podbean. most things most that that yeah i there's some things that i just refuse to put my 
podcast on, mm. even if they pay me, which some of them have offered. Oh, yeah. No, no, I have morals. I have morals. That's fair. No, you're not not buying that. That's right. Because if you create something, you care about it. Right. And I want to be able to to critique those people. <laughs> so, Ooh, and a, one of the one of the rules is I can't I can't critique them if they're paying me. So, mm. but how can you eat from there if the ice ice cream machine don't work? Ah, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm preaching a sermon. Anyway, as always, uh, <laughs> don't forget to buy a sweatshirt. <laughs> well, that. But as always, thanks for joining us for sit and sipping with us, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Y'all have a blessed night.